88.5 FM WVOF in Fairfield, Connecticut, The Upper Room with Joe Kelly. And uh, our next guest, we wanted to have him on all these years. He is an award-winning website designer for the musical legends, including Prince, Pearl Jam, and uh, he's a great, great uh, guy. Very, very savvy, and uh, he's been supportive of our show over the years. We welcome uh, to The Upper Room with Joe Kelly, Mr. Sam Jennings. How you doing, Sam? Very good, Joe. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine, and uh, you've been uh, through a lot. We we know you've done a lot of interviews, and uh, you were there with Prince on the Internet, Explosion for Prince and Trend Setting, and we mentioned award-winning. But uh, what's it been like uh, in, in, in kind of a small nutshell since Prince's passing a couple months ago? Yeah, you know, it's been really interesting. Uh, I think a lot of people who worked with him are kind of saying the same thing, where you know, I personally have, have been sort of out of the Prince game for a while now. I stopped working for him at the end of 2007, so mm-hmm. it wasn't really top of mind, like, what he was doing or what he was about right now. But then when he passed, you know, all of a sudden he's he's on everyone's mind and everyone's talking about him. And so just kind of getting pulled back into that Prince world and, and reconnecting with tons of old friends and people I used to work with and, and just seeing all kinds of names pop up. It's been really interesting, really intense um, few months since he passed um you know a, an upside being that we're all connecting uh you know an upside to the tragic thing of course it's terrible he's passed but it's been really nice connecting with with this community again um we first became in contact with you through uh chicago when you were living in chicago and hosting the uh chicago prince nation right yeah that's right uh-huh <laughs> How, how big of I think I've got a couple shirts still from from those days. Uh, I never went oh, out, yeah. there, but you guys sent them along. And um, what what was it like putting that together? And uh, you know the fan base out there. Yeah, well, you know Chicago's got a really you know of course it's got a really great fan base for for Prince. But you know I was one of those people when I first got online in the mid nineties. My my first instinct was like I want to go find people who are into th- things I'm into, like a lot of people and. You know, where are the other Prince fans? And I, I, I just started seeking them out online uh, and saying, you know, is anybody in town? Is anybody in Chicago? Because at that point, you know, Prince was was a little more underground. He wasn't as mainstream as he used to be. So kind of finding those diehard Prince fans is kind of challenging. Sometimes you meet somebody in a record store or something. But, you know, the Internet really made that bridge available to us where we could find people and connect and, and do all that. So I started uh, finding people in Chicago, and I said, well, you know, we all... We're all into the same thing while we start having parties. So we had parties where we'd get together at my loft on the west side, and we'd hang out and talk about music and concerts we went to and trade things. And, and then that led to actually doing it in a club for about 14 years. And we uh, hosted monthly Prince parties at the Berlin Nightclub where mm-hmm. people came around. It was really great because uh, it was these people that you might not necessarily see any other time, but once a month, we'd all come together and hang out together and have a good time around the music. So it was really fun. Now, now, when did Prince first take notice? Uh, was, was it the parties or was it something else uh, of your talents? I would say it was uh, it was definitely the parties, but also I was doing web design, too, because I, I studied that in college, and when I got out of college, I was doing web design. So having those skills and being an active member of the online community kind of a you know had people reached out and said hey do you want to participate in some of his online projects and that, at the time the first one was the love one other.com project mm-hmm. 
that was the first thing I got involved in towards the end of 98. Now, now what did that entail? Uh, a lot of different um, charity, you know, fundraising, right? Yeah, it, uh, it was it was kind of inter- interesting approach. Prince was doing things all independently, so he didn't have any record label behind him or anything like that. And he, he wanted to organize a site around his charity, and he wanted the he wanted the fans to kind of come together and build it. And so, I got involved with that group. It was about um, maybe a dozen of us or so. And so there were a lot of discussions about how the site should be and what it, what it should be about. And, uh, what the kind of things we should talk about on the site, and I got more involved in sort of the design and the layout of the site, mm-hmm. developing those things. Now, with someone as uh, big as Prince, and you know, we've all heard tales of being demanding. Uh, how was it working for him? In the paycheck. How how nervous were you at the beginning? <laughs> well, it, it's interesting because I, I kind of got a very gradual uh, ease into the whole thing because. You know, it started with the love form of the project, and most of our communication with Paisley was uh, was online. Mm-hmm. So, well, there weren't phone conversations, there weren't any in-person things. It was really just kind of like doing chats and and getting things organized that way. And so, it wasn't until you know quite a bit later that I actually started coming around Paisley, start actually spending time with him, working on other projects. Uh, so, I would say it was a very gradual ease into the whole thing. It wasn't just like day one. Here's Prince, and he wants something done next week. You know, like some people have. Right. So I got to I got to kind of warm up to the whole thing. But then you know, once I once I was in, it was definitely um, pretty exciting. And and yeah, he does set a very high bar as far as uh, you know what he wants. So you know, meeting those challenges was was actually pretty fun. My special guest right now is Sam Jennings, a great website designer, artist. He paints as well, and uh, very very um, distinctive. Artwork and, and it's it's really cool stuff. It is uh, he's worked with Prince, Pearl Jam, and uh, we're here talking about his connection with those artists. And you know, Tori Ruffin, guitarist with the time, emailed me one time. He the time was up there doing something at Paisley Park, and he said, "Joe, they got the fastest computers up here." <laughs> how, how hooked up was it for you, or, or were you always wanted something more? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I was pretty lucky. I think people who came before me didn't have it so lucky. But um, because I was running an actual online business, which was the MPG Music Club, right. it was something that generated its own money. So, like, if the club needed something, we had the funds to pay for it. So if I needed a new computer, I could go get a new computer. Uh, that's cool. And of, course, and, of course, Prince had his own things going on, too, his own computers. I, you know, I don't know about other people, but, yeah, I mean, having an actual business that made money definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you didn't have to worry about too many of those details. <laughs> but yeah, we, we were set up pretty good. Now you you moved out to Minneapolis eventually. Actually, I didn't. I uh, I stayed in Chicago. Okay. I stayed in Chicago the whole time. I. It's kind of funny. I tell people that um, you know with Prince, you kind of need that 500 mile buffer zone because uh, he will he will work you to death, and uh-huh. he will call you at four in the morning and ask you to come out there. So. You know, we kind of talked about it a few times, but it never really got to the point where he said I had to do it. So right. I said, "Well, let me just let me just stay in Chicago, That's and right. I'll I'll come and see him when I need to." But I, I'm not available all the time. Right. You, you probably made the right decision and, and lasted a whole lot longer doing that, right? Yeah, exactly. I lasted about nine years, and I think it was definitely because of that. I've heard stories from other people who are just a little too available, you know. And, and it's like you you he gets tired of you, or you get tired of him. One of those kind of things will happen. 
Uh, Sam Jennings is with us. You can go to his website, samjennings.com. And uh, before we go back and, and talk more about uh, your great work with Prince and Pearl Jam, and you, you mentioned that uh, moving out to Seattle, Washington, and, and what drew you out there? Uh, well, I guess Pearl Jam, but um, what, what are you doing now? Yeah, I came out here, uh, I relocated here to work with Pearl Jam um, about eight years ago. And then once I got here, um, I decided to take an opportunity with Microsoft, and so I'm designing in the office group for Microsoft. So a bit of a bit of a turn from the music days, but, uh, you know, I kind of felt like I'd done the music thing for about 12 years. I, I was going to kind of stretch my experience, learn something different, learn a, learn a lot of different things about design, and I definitely learned that at Microsoft. You know, going from tiny groups of people to work with to really huge groups of people to work with all those things has, has been a great learning experience so and seattle's beautiful it's, you know there's lots of trees and mountains and all those beautiful things so it's very different from chicago i get a i get a break from winter which is nice and, and, and another company where you don't have to worry about keeping up to date on your computer right with no, all, that's, with all that's, the revenue <laughs> that's definitely true yeah that's all right um we're Let's go back to uh, talking about your experience with Prince uh, before we get to the MPG Music Club, the 1-800-NEW-FUNK website. Uh, what, was, what were the specifics with that? Well, at the time, you know, he, um, you know like, like I keep saying, he was very independent, so everything was very do-it-yourself. So the 1-800-NEW-FUNK site was, was, you know, it started with, uh, with the phone line and the store, the actual physical stores in Minneapolis and London. And then at some point, he just decided to take the whole operation Online, and I think uh, when you talk to Jackie Thompson, she kind of talked to, about some of that too, some mm-hmm. of the things they were doing. So um, <clears throat> when I was working on it, you know, the, it was just basically, you know, this is this is going to be the, the place to go for everything Prince related. Um, this is going to be your stop to get all this, all CDs, all those T-shirts, basically anything we could, anything we could think of. I think we put that Rave 2000 logo on just about anything we could, we could get our hands on. Right. Um, so. You know that was that was the goal of it to, to yeah just create a completely independent situation for him to just release all the merchandise he wanted to. And, and was he really into, you know, he'd come up to you guys and say, "I'm ready to to drop this," or was it that fast? As far as getting a product ready. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the benefits of being so independent is that you know the turnaround is really quick. So he he, he liked that freedom in, in everything he did. You know, he wanted to be able to. Like with music, especially if he records something on Tuesday, you want to put it out on Thursday, that kind of thing. So, yeah, when it came to the merchandise, it's the same kind of thing. Like, I got an idea for this. Let's just quick knock something out and get it out there, and we could do that, no problem. Yeah, de- definitely uh, innovative work with uh, Sam Jennings and Prince and Paisley Park and Jackie Thompson. It was a great time of creativity, and uh, we're here talking with Sam uh, about this. And uh, let's let's uh, move on to you know. My favorite website, Prince, and, and you know, you, you put together yourself, uh, Sam Jennings, and MPG Music Club, which was just connecting all the fans and, and the tickets, uh, the preferential purchase of the tickets. And what was the start of that like? Yeah, after, uh, after Love for One Other and um, MPG Online, you know, I was working out with him on these websites, and it, it kind of just come down to him and me at that point. And we were we were discussing ideas about how we could turn this into an online business brand, like as far as distributing his actual music. Um, you know, he didn't want to go through any other services. There weren't that many at the time, actually. This is like 2000, 2001. 
So this is still early days as far as music distribution goes. It's before iTunes, before iPod. But, you know, he wanted a way, like, if I just, if I make the music, I just want to get it out to the people with as few things in the way as possible, like as few middlemen as possible. And he saw the internet as the way to do that. So, yeah, how can we, how can we turn this into like a, a setup that people will come back for, that they'll pay for? Napster was a big deal at the time. So there was that kind of concern, like we don't want people just to download things and then spit them out to Napster right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about ideas like having subscription service. So to get the music, you actually have to subscribe and that'll get you the, the files. But, you know, we have you as a subscriber until you're invested in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of ideas went into it. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of trial and error and a lot of experimenting, and he, he liked changing it up kind of every year. Um, you know, I think he's just the kind of person that doesn't want to just keep things the same forever. So he, we kept trying different ideas in the club, and, and um, you know, the ticket sales are definitely a big part of it, too. Like, oh, yeah. And just, just talking about, you know, having those discussions about what, what do the fans really want and it's always like new music and the best concert tickets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we could deliver on those two things, then, you know, we've got a winner. So, and, and he was really open to that. And, and the pre-sale tickets, you know, we did that for years and years. And then a couple tours, we did the sound check access, which was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once Prince felt that he had a community of people, like people who had actually joined the club, he, he had this group of people who had committed to being a part of it. Like, then the, it opened up a lot of possibilities. So, like, when he would have press conferences, we would invite music club members to it, you know, right. stuff like that. Uh, we just had this audience that we knew was our strongest supporters that we could tap to, to you know, turn up for things, which was great. You, you didn't give the press pass to uh, Stuttering John with the uh, the Michael Jackson question, did you? <laughs> that, <laughs> no. that wasn't your fault, right? <laughs> Not me. I'm just Not kidding. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the, the pre-sale and everything, you know, we had, I think, first row to musicology, and we were so close. We were actually talking to Chance and, and uh, in be, you know, in between songs when he came off the stage. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so close. I think my wife couldn't see Renato Nato across uh, the uh-huh. stage because right. we were too close. But it, it was just, you know, amazing that you didn't have to sleep out for tickets like the Purple Rain Days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, scalpers are obviously a big issue that he, he had a problem with, so... Mm-hmm. You know that was our way to get around that too, and and just that whole idea of having your biggest your biggest fans like right up front. You know, like that's that's the best I would think for a performer. You know, you have the most active and lively people like right up front, waving their hands and joining in on everything. So I know he definitely appreciated that. That tour was definitely a special one. Oh yeah, I mean it just just had everything and great band. And um, we, we let me ask you about this. I know. Prince has had the vault, has the vault out in Paisley Park, and um, did he ever let on to you how how upset he was about bootlegging and stuff like that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know he he definitely didn't hide his opinions about bootlegs for sure. Uh, you know, I, I mean, he really felt strongly that he is the creator should get paid and should also have control over his music, and so. You know, he was very concerned when things get leaked out. He was very concerned when people were distributing things around. I mean, there's the money side of it, but then there's also the side of, you know, it's not ready to be listened to by the public, and people are listening to it, and I think that bothered him, too. Um, so, yeah, he, it was always an issue. It was always a concern of his. And, and, um, and now yeah. upon his uh, passing, I mean, stuff's out there that I'm sure he, he definitely would, would would definitely not like, but... I guess yeah, that's the way it is, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, I, I, I think the, my feeling was always like the way to combat bootlegging is to put it out yourself. I mean, that was something that came out, that's, that was something that came out, came up with Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Like Pearl Jam, you know, they're mostly a touring band at this point, and they put out, they put out official bootlegs of all their concerts. And, you know, obviously there's not a big audience for that, but like there is some audience for that. The people that want it are, you know, they have that available to them. And I always thought that that would be great to do for Prince, but he just wasn't into it because I think, you know, he was such a perfectionist that he's like, well, you know, that Des Moines, Iowa show wasn't as good as the New Orleans show, so we shouldn't put it out, that kind of thing. Right, right. But I think that, I, in my opinion, that was the best way to, to counter the bootlegs, is just do it yourself. Now, now we had um, many Prince bandmates on the show, and some have seen The Vault. Did you ever get a close peek at The Vault at Paisley Park? Yeah, I never actually went inside The Vault. I definitely uh-huh. was around it. You right. know, I know I know where it is. I was around it. I uh, walked past it a million times. I never had any reason to go in there, which is fine by me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those things, like, if something ever came up with, missing, I'm not on that list. The people... <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, John 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 Blackwell said he saw Sheely's drum set from the Sign of the Times tour some somewhere in there, but he didn't want to go in oh, there. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a ton of stuff in Paisley. Not even just in the vault, but just there's boxes of things just kind of randomly all over the place. Like whoever's job it is to dig all that out, it's gonna, they're going to find a lot. Right, right, and and you know I've I've noticed from I mean Prince Prince dot org and and the various fan. Uh, discussion. I, I mean, the 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 uh, passion for Prince is stronger than ever. I, I don't know how long it's going to sustain like that, but I mean, people, his legacy is definitely going to live on. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I feel like we've kind of been through this a little bit with Michael Jackson and uh, with Elvis too. I mean, these are these are both major artists who died whose estate continues to make money year after year. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's inter- it's going to be interesting to see how it all gets settled, but it's definitely got, it's definitely going to be a legitimate business for a long time. Hey, speaking of new projects, we we definitely got to talk about this. Uh, July fourth. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You you have a big project yourself, which you're you are going to yeah. unleash, which a lot of people are excited about. Let's hear about it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Prince Online Museum. So I actually had this idea for a while now. But uh, it seems like now, since he's passed, there's been more of an interest. But, you know, I, I've been in touch with everyone who's worked on Prince's official website. Uh, I've worked on about five altogether myself. And so I just thought, you know, it would be great if we put these back online, you know, in some form. You know, we're not going to charge anything. We're not going to have downloads or anything like that. But kind of like a time capsule of this period of time in Prince's online history. A way for people to just kind of click around and just and just play around with these sites that he used to have and just kind of recognize him as, all the work that he did online. Cause he, you know, he was active online for almost 20 years. And, um, a lot of people, I don't think they remember that they, uh, what I've been kind of fighting against a lot is this headline that people have stuck in their head. that Prince hates the internet mm-hmm. because of some of the statements he said, you know, in the past several years. But you know, there was, there was a time when the guy was doing things that nobody else was doing and he was, he was breaking new ground. So, you know, I want to kind of remind people of that and also just give the fans like just, you know, check out these old things and jocks and memories. I, I think it'll be really great. Um, I think there are, there aren't enough things like that out there right now for, for fans to kind of gather around and, and kind of share. Do you, do you have the website all set up? I mean, as, as far as an address? Oh, yeah. It's going to be princeonlinemuseum.com. Okay. And set to debut July 4th? July 4th. 
Yep. Okay. And that it's July 4th because that is exactly 10 years since we closed the MPG Music Club. A sad day for, for us here at the Upper Room <laughs> and a lot of people. And, and there's a big story about that. Um, you know, I was reading you recently shared with a lot of people with, uh, you know, I guess you can tell the story, but it happened around the time you, you received the Webby Award, right, in 2006? Yeah, yeah. So exactly 10 years ago on June 12th, uh, just last week, um, was that was the anniversary when we won the Webby Award. And so, you know, it was, it was a really great night. It was a fun night. Like, we went to the ceremony. Uh, the MPG Music Club won a separate award, and, and Prince won a Lifetime Achievement Award. So there were two awards that night. Prince came for his thing briefly and did his little song, and, and I accepted the award for the Music Club, and I got up there and did a little speech. So it was, really, it was a really cool night. It was like, uh, you know, big validation of everything we've been doing. Five years of work kind of paying off, uh, being recognized by the industry. Uh, but then afterwards, you know, we're hanging out, and... Um, Prince is as he is. He just likes to change things. His first thought is, "Well, we won this award. Maybe this is the best we're going to be able to do. Maybe this is the highest plateau. It's kind of going to. Maybe it's going to be all downhill from here. What if we close the club and do something else?" And uh, you know, I'm thinking, like I mentioned earlier, that's that's how I pay my bills. I don't right. think that's a great idea, but you know, and and things are going well. So I'm like, oh, let's not break up something that's going well but you know like i said that's kind of prince's style it's like why why did he break up the revolution why did he stop recording one album and then do a different one you know it's like mm-hmm. he has his reasons i guess and and he just decided you know like maybe we've done enough so you know we didn't decide anything that night but uh definitely discussions that happened uh in the following month that definitely went in that direction and you know prince he's a very charming guy he's a way of kind of talking into things and uh, after lots of discussion, I, I kind of went along with it. I'm like, okay, we'll do something else. It'll right, be even better. Right, right. I'll, I'll go along with this. And we closed it on July 4th, 2006. So exactly 10 years later, I'll, I will relaunch a different version of it for everyone to check out. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be happy, you know, bringing back those great memories and hopefully making some more memories with uh, the great work. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, at some point, at some point, Prince of the State's going to have to establish some kind of online music situation, and uh, I hope they do something cool. That's right. And, and you'll be at the ready, hopefully, right? I'll be at the ready. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> from, from even Seattle, Washington, right? Hey, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll go wherever. I'll go wherever. Right. Uh, Sam Jennings is with us, and uh, we're talking about all his experience with uh, Prince and Pearl Jam. His website, samjennings.com. You can check out all his great work there, and also... Uh, PrinceOnlineMuseum.com, July 4th. Now, i gotta, I got to say hello to my friend Larry Napatolano out there listening. Big Pearl Jam fan. And, um, All right. So so with Pearl Jam, how, how involved did Eddie Vedder and, and the band get involved in, in their say on what goes on the site? Yeah, you know, it was a very different situation with Pearl Jam. Um, they've got a really great staff here in Seattle. Uh, they, have a, they have a warehouse, which is their headquarters, and they have a manager and a person that runs their fan club. So, They've got a really tight group of people that, that have been with them for years and years. So with them, they're a little more hands-off. Like, the band isn't so directly involved in, mm-hmm. in the day-to-day thing. So, I mean, they definitely sign off on everything. But, you know, I didn't really see them that much. So as opposed to Prince, who didn't have managers, and, and he was very directly involved in everything, mm-hmm. um, these guys I didn't talk to a whole lot. So it was really more like presenting my ideas to the manager 
uh, working those things out and then maybe hearing from them once in a while. But I didn't have a lot of interaction with the band. Right. But but uh, you did great work with them and now with Microsoft. And um, you, you spoke about the, the uh, pre-sale with tickets and, and with prints and everything like that. What, what was the most stressful time for you and with a pre-sale like that? Because... I, I couldn't handle anything like that. How how did you? And what was the craziest oh time? <laughs> <You got it. laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. Um, well, you know, like this, these were early days, right? So this is like two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand two. Um, so internet, you know, bandwidth, you know, high broadband wasn't a thing, and so server traffic was always an issue. And um, you know, I think when when we did when we did the one night alone tour, that was tough, but we got through it. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was smaller theaters. But then when he did the musicology tour, that was arenas, and we were working with AEG, so the volume was a lot higher. And so those first couple pre sales, you know, we were really just white knuckling it, like, oh, I just hope this site doesn't crash. And actually, we went through a situation with um, our hosting company where the site was crashing and it was causing problems. And I just had to pull the plug, and I just had to say, "Look, guys, it's not working." And I got a connection to another company, and we switched it in about a week for the next presale, and then it was pretty much smooth sailing after that. But I think that was that was the toughest part. Like, you know, just really wanted to work, and it's not working. And I'm just saying, guys, I'm sorry, I got to go with somebody else. But it was tough. Oh yeah. Every every time we did those presales, every time we did those presales, like, oh man, because because you know, like. Fans, they'll split your throat if you get in the way of their front row seat, right? Wow, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we love the Prince community, fan community, but it is definitely one of the most demanding, you know, <laughs> critical oh, yeah. group out oh, there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you, you were definitely an integral part of Prince's uh, development right on, on the Internet, and uh, you, you handled one of the most demanding creative geniuses around. So kudos to you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a it was a wonderful experience, and uh, especially now since he's passed, I'm really grateful that I had that time. And, and and you must have had a lot of people up at Microsoft ask you what it was like to work with Prince, right? I'm sure you get the hit. Oh with yeah. yeah, all the time. Definitely. Well, well yeah, it's interesting. Like you know, as I was saying before, he passed on. He wasn't necessarily on people's minds, but since mm-hmm. he did pass on, a lot of people actually didn't even know that that was part of my experience. And so oh, okay. I started posting right. about it and talking about it, and everyone's like, "Really? Oh my goodness!" <laughs> right. Now, now, what about um, from from what you saw in Prince in his last few years, as far as the internet? Did you see, you know, anything change or how he was doing things? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he he kind of was sort of offline for a little while, but then you know, this deal with title that's a big deal. Uh-huh. Um, throwing his whole catalog in there and putting like all these in like a lot of the MPG music club music showed up on title. That's right. Uh, That was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they actually called me rock nation called me and they wanted to get artwork for the, for those singles. So I was really happy that, um, he connected me with them so I could get them actual legit album art and not some crazy bootleg stuff, which has shown up on other sites and magazines and things like that. But, you know, I thought that was really interesting move on his part. You know, I think in his mind, title was like an artist owned business because uh, of Jay-Z and I, I think he just really appreciated that business model I think in a different world um, that's something he would have liked to have started himself mm-hmm. some situation like that 
So, uh, and, and yeah, his activity on Twitter was pretty interesting too. He really was getting into using that to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. So he, it felt like he was really opening up. And uh, you're going to continue uh, flashing back to all the great work that you did, and uh, you know the web, other web designers work with Prince, PrinceOnlineMuseum.com. Yep. Ten years to the day, right? That's right. Yep. Ten years to the day. And and for those that uh, go way way back. I'm sure they know the name Sam Nation, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get, yeah, back, you get back to Chicago every once in a while? Yeah, I do. Uh, my uh, my daughter lives there, so she's, she's going to be 14 this year. So I, and all my family's still there, so I get back a lot. And I'm, I'm still a Chicago guy. You know, they, they It's funny in Seattle, they treat everybody who's not from here as East Coast. So uh, oh. even though I'm from the Midwest, I'm still East Coast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, living in the East Coast. Uh, right there on, on the lakes and everything like that, blowing in there, right. all, the, all the wind and great music city as well. Um, Sam, we got to thank you so much for coming by, and um, hopefully you come by, hopefully in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Joe. Yeah, you're from the East Coast. You can come right to the studio. And we're not too far, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to go out with uh, a project which you were involved in. I think this one came out uh, during your time at Paisley Park, right? New Power Soul? Yep. Yep. And you yep. worked on and you worked on some uh, some of the artwork as well on on some of the releases, right? Yeah, after uh, uh, after Park mo- Steve Park moved on, right. I got to work on all the creatives. So yeah, I worked on uh, the one that alone box set, musicology, thirty one twenty one, Planet Earth, bunch right. of stuff. All right, samjennings.com, dot com, and uh, thanks so much, Sam. 